Welcome back to another edition of Hoopology. I'm your host, Storm Jenkins, Episode 3, Fire and Ice. First, we'll give the poll results from last time, talk about the East and West landscape. We'll talk about heat check and the Christmas game kicks that we did see, as well as a new poll question of the week. Let's get started. First, for poll question results from last time, we talked about the most improved player for the East and West. For the results, you had Bridges and Maxi both tied at 50%, and for the West, you had Poole at 67% and Bain at 33%. So let's get started to talk about from the last time we, we um, had our episode. A lot has you know transpired and changed from the end of November. Um, you know, we went through a lot of COVID outbreaks. We had the Christmas game schedule. Um, and, you know, with that, with all these COVID outbreaks and health and safety protocols, that's the term I actually really just don't ever want to hear again, but it, it, it came continuing. And, you know, a lot of coaches now, not just players and staff, but coaches, there's been quite a few, you know, um, outbreaks, you know, since the Chicago outbreak, I, I kind of thought that the league may, you know, pause for a week or two. They did not. Um, and they've continued and, you know, kudos to the, a lot of the G League players that have been getting contracts left and right, as well as a lot of veterans that have been getting some 10 day contracts here and there and, you know, have continued to propel the league to just be able to continue to play games. I mean, it, it it's good in that sense. I just wonder how many of those, you know, players will get any sort of like long term contracts out of this or you know, or be, you know, staying on any of these rosters for any any longer term situations. But, you know, in the end I really think that, you know, the the fans definitely lost out, especially season ticket holders and, you know, you know, folks that only get to see East or West teams like once a year. Um and you know, to be fair, that energy, you know, was was shown a few years ago about load management saying, you know, fans were getting gypped because some superstars were wanting to sit out, you know, for, you know, risk of injury with long, long seasons and so on and so forth. But, you know, at this point, it feels like it was like similar issue, but the league, you know, instead of pausing for a few weeks, they, they decided not to for whatever advisement and they just wanted to keep going. But it definitely seems like, you know, as as a long-term fan of the game, definitely the games were a bit waning. Half the time you didn't know who was playing. They only postponed a, a fair amount of games. So a lot of teams still had to play with very minimal players. Players are just getting called up the same day that they needed to play. It just seemed like it was a little bit of, of a bumpy, bumpy road um, leading up to the Christmas games. Now, the Christmas games themselves were actually a lot better than I actually had anticipated. Although, you know, the first game with the Knicks and the Hawks with no Trey, I felt really bad about that. And there were several, like, you know, Knicks not not playing either. And it just definitely seemed to be a bit of a, a lackluster game in the Garden. Um, uh, interestingly enough, with the Warriors now, in the Suns game, I think that was a really interesting game, you know, with the Warriors winning um, at the Suns. And then, um, you know, Celtics blowing that huge lead at the Bucks for the Bucks to, to win. And that was um, Giannis's first game back from protocol. So it was nice to see Giannis back. And then, um, you know, the, the Laker-Nets game, you know, James, James went old, rock, old uh, Houston Rocket, you know, and um, definitely propelled that that win against the Lakers and then you know the nightcap with um, Utah and Dallas um, that was interesting but again um, definitely it seemed like 
you know, the energy was there, but there's still a lot of lot of um, folks collectively, you know, out, out of some of the uh, some of the lineups. And then, um, you know, love to see, you know, Steph breaking that record at, at MSG with Ray and Reggie there. Uh, Spike documenting it. That was amazing. Um, you know, love to see, you know, Dirk just getting his uh, jersey retired in Dallas. And then um, tonight, um, as we record this podcast, Clay um, coming back um, from his uh, two-plus-year injury uh, stint, and it's going to be so nice to see him as well um, play. So that that that's really exciting um, for that. And in terms of standings, I mean, let's talk about it. Um, Brooklyn, they are still, you know, at at number one, right? Um, well, actually, number two. Chicago, you know, number one. I'm feeling really good about my um, prediction that, you know, the Bulls are the most exciting since the 90s. And, you know, they're, even with their COVID outbreak, they've, they've, they've still maintained uh, enough of momentum to, to continue, um, continue going, you know, being, you know, 26 wins right now. Zach and, and, and DeRozan and, and Lonzo and Vucevic. Uh, Caruso, Kobe White. I mean, they're all working together to to really make that team, you know, go and consistent. Um, you know, like I said, despite the COVID outbreaks that they've um, endured, um, and Coach Donovan definitely hats off to him for for really putting together uh, a great team. As far as Brooklyn goes, that was a really you know tough loss um, that they hosted the Bucks. And just their record just doesn't seem to, you know, even though they're number two, they're having a really hard time this season so far playing against, you know, top, top 10, top 20, um, you know, teams overall. And, you know, it was nice to see Kyrie back on the road um, against the Pacers. That was a, that was nice to see, but, you know, he's only going to be a part-time player for now. I mean, the writing was on the wall in the sense that with all the COVID outbreaks and, and, and the window, you know, an opportunity for the Nets to try to, like, you know, get that positioning to try to win the championship, that window is is is, is getting a little, little more dim, especially, I think, the emergence of the Bulls, the consistency of the Bucks, and then and then kind of, like, you know, before, at the beginning of the season, really thought Miami was going to be there. I mean, they are number three. They are playing, you know, next man up ball, which is very much the culture of the Heat anyway, so that's not that surprising, but by continuing to do that, with COVID outbreaks, with with injuries, with Butler and Bam, you know, pretty much being out very consistently and and with everything involved, them being three is, is still a really amazing feat. And then, then you have so, something like the Sixers. So front office really needs to do something about the whole Ben Simmons situation because you're wasting Embiid's magical season yet again. So he had a magical season last year. Things didn't really, you know, work out with him being injured uh, down the stretch. Some things faltered and then they kind of folded. You know, obviously we know the situation with the playoffs. But this year, I mean, him getting COVID, um, you know, and, and then the way he is, like, even he said it was a, a pretty severe case. And he's he's still, to his credit, have bounced back pretty well and, you know, was putting up amazing numbers. He was uh, player of the month on the East. Uh, Mitchell was player of the month on the West for December. And, you know, the, he has them sitting at five. 
And I'd say pretty much the the biggest surprise of the East, a lot will say Chicago, but I think Cleveland more so being six right now. I mean, they were in the top four, you know, if they can maintain, you know, they they, they had that tough, um, you know, loss of Rubio. That was really sad. I mean, he's always going to have that amazing game at the Garden that he put up those amazing numbers um, with him. But, I mean, out for the rest of the season uh, with, with an injury, he was really starting to find his, his rhythm. Rondo's there now. We'll see how that goes. Um, Garland is back. Um, you know, it was tough losing Sexton early in the season, um, but Mobley has really done well. Kevin Love as a six-man is looking good. Uh, um, you know, Jared Allen is is really come into his own there as well, and and they're just like one of those under radar teams um, that is just continuing. You just kind of like seem to like wonder when when the when when the uh, when the floor is going to drop out for them, but they seem to keep clicking. Um, you know, I think. You know, as we go through uh, 7 through 10, Toronto, uh, they seem to be clicking uh, Van Vliet with, like, a triple-double the other night. Congratulations to him. I mean, they've had on-again, off-again injuries, COVID, everything. I think every team obviously has COVID situation. Other than Utah, I think uh, Ingles was the first player on their squad to um, have, have a COVID issue this year so far, which is pretty pretty remarkable, um, you know, given all all things considered. Uh, Charlotte, you know, they they have their ups and downs, but they seem to be clicking. They seem to be, you know, exciting now. If they can only get a little bit of defense going on, then I think they'll continue to move up. Um, Washington, I mean, they went from, like, one of the top slots to back down to nine, so I don't know if if, if things kind of settled in and, 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 and kind of things have changed a bit. And then I think the biggest surprise to me is 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 where Boston, the Knicks, and Atlanta fall. Boston at 10, uh, you know, they had that big loss Christmas Day to the Bucks, and they've had a lot of inconsistencies, you know, up and down. They, they, they lost again to the Knicks at the Garden after blowing a huge lead. And then, you know, then to have Brown go for 50 and barely beat the Magic and then you know, but with no assists, and then for him to, you know, come back last night, and then help, help get a triple, his first triple-double ever, and help beat, um, beat the Knicks at home, so, and then Atlanta, I mean, Hunter injury definitely didn't help, COVID situation definitely didn't help, but you know they they haven't been good a good road team at all. It it's just it's kind of puzzling. And then the Knicks, their whole identity again still seems to be, you know, in question. There there's there's very little defense compared to what there was last year. But you know we'll see. You know as we get to, closer to the All Star break and kind of how things with Rose out with 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 an injury, um, recovering from surgery. You know, Fournier, he, he's been great against the Celtics, but other than that, he hasn't had that great many stretches for, for someone who they brought in to really help with the offensive side. Um, Kemba, you know, he had some interesting stretches because of COVID. He needed to get in more because they just didn't have enough players. He played well at the Garden, you know, for the stretches he was there, but again, he's not really in the lineup um, consistently, you know, it seems like they really don't know what they're doing. Barrett's been consistent and inconsistent, had a great game-winning shot against the Celtics. But for the most part, they just don't seem to be, you know, 
maybe maybe last year was a little too high of a, a ceiling to say consistent this season uh you know but we'll see what coach Tibbs has going on and then you know Indiana Detroit Orlando I'm not surprised I'm I'm wondering if Indiana is gonna like try to get some trades going because it just seems like you know Sabonis had a great night um you know the other night against Utah but you know him Levert um Brogdon they just seem to be a bit wasted on that on that um you know roster at this point and maybe you know you know getting some trades going and then doing a rebuild uh, might make most sense right now i mean the only bright spot for orlando is 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 franz wagner um as the uh rookie of the month um at this point is definitely um definitely a bright spot for them but on the western side so Phoenix is still sitting at one, Golden State two, Utah three. So, I mean, not much has changed there. I think the biggest jump, obviously, is Memphis. I mean, you think, okay, we're, we lose jaw. We're on a good stretch. We lose jaw. And they still go on this amazing run. You know, Triple J really stepped up, and that was a huge key, I think, to advance their their um their contest this year to try to really get into the playoffs not a play-in game but really really like you know get into the playoffs without even having to make the play-in game and and they played Utah tough so and then they were doing this without Ja without Brooks uh for some stretch Bain has been amazing as, as we as you voted you know um as one of the most improved players um in my poll I think he continues to show show some great promise. Adams has, has worked. I still think, I still kind of miss Valanchunas because he's definitely putting up numbers at the Pelicans. But I think, you know, Coach Jenkins has definitely has, has that team going. So that's like, I think on the Western side, they're really, you know, um, they had flashes last year and they had good consistency last year. But I think Ja just stepped it up to another level. And Triple J has well, as well as solidified himself there. And then the rest of the players, Brooks, Bain, you know, have really, you know, moved along as well. I think Dallas is the hard one to kind of like wonder. With, with Luca's injury and COVID and, 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 and they didn't really do much to build around Luca, And the inconsistency, you know, in and out of the lineup with Prozingas. I'm still like amazed that they are at five. Uh, I really expect them to, you know, continue to fall. But for whatever reason, they're at five. The Lakers have really, you know, tried. They're on a winning streak. I mean, you know, with LeBron just, you know, happy belated to LeBron, thirty-seven. You know, putting up twenty-five plus points, if not more. You know, consistently. You know, and then they were losing. You know, three and four games, eighty out. Um, you know, Monk has come on. He's finally kind of like been the player that they thought he was going to be earlier in the season. He's finally clicked in. I think the worry with them is consistency, um, which it could be the same buzzword for almost everybody out there. But, you know, they're definitely positioning themselves to be, you know, um, you know, if they can at least continue to hold on to the sixth spot. And maybe move up to five. That that might that might work for them. I mean, the team where nobody's talking about is Utah. I mean, they've consistently, you know, stayed at at that three spot. But to be fair, I mean, they've they've been an amazing regular season team for the last few years. But playoffs is really where where things kind of like go awry. So until we get to the playoffs, I think, you know, they'll continue to be a solid team. I think Rudy Gay has been an interesting, you know, pickup. 
as well as, you know, Whiteside. When he has played, um, he has been an interesting pickup because you don't lose that much drop-off um, from when Ru- Rudy goes out. I think Rudy, he really needed to step up on the offensive end, and I think he has been. And I think them getting more him more consistently involved in the offense can only open up other things because, you know, Don Don still is the star of that of that team, but... You know, he's he had a little bit of a back issue, so and then Conley, you know, he, he is getting older and, you know, he has, you know, injuries here and there that do come up um from time to time. And so and I think really to be fair, Bogdanovich and Ingles I think have not really been up to par that they were last year. And Jordan Clarkson is still phenomenal off the bench. I think as long as they can continue to get give him off the bench and then have him maybe close some games, I think that's still the best way to use him um, most effectively in that in that team. Now Denver, I mean, Joker's been putting up same if not better numbers than his MVP season last year with no Murray, no no Michael Porter Jr. Aaron Gordon hasn't been as consistent as I think they would like him to be. Word is that he might be uh, that Demarcus. Uh, cousins might be signing with them this upcoming week after getting released to Milwaukee who I think you know who was so good with Milwaukee him and Grayson Allen I think were some really good pickups Uh, Wesley Matthews has helped out you know a lot with the Bucks as well but you know I think Denver having having cousins there that will definitely I think help with Joker and you know move things around um good for minnesota to at least be you know not totally out of like playoff contention at this point sitting at eight um you know having to go through obviously um covid again injuries and so forth so on and so forth i think edwards though delo cat have all been you know when they all in the lineup together they've been really good and really consistent and been on some good streaks I think the continuation of playing together as much as possible and, and getting getting that confidence together um, can only, you know, go up from here for them. Um, the Clippers, bad break with PG out for some time um, again. Um, so they've really been, you know, Ty Lu, Coach, Coach Lu has really been by committee just trying to piece together anything and everything that he can to get things. I mean, they, they sit at nine. Um, and then Sacramento, which I really thought they would be better, um, you know, getting rid of um, Coach Coach Walton, mid, you know, early in the season. Coach Gentry then goes out with COVID and things like that, and then um, and then uh, Coach Christie, the assistant coach, they they brought on. I mean, Christie, you know, had some good games behind him. They have the talent. It's just like I'm just wondering why things aren't clicking enough. I don't know if it's just because they're still too young. Um, but you know, I I wouldn't be surprised if you know possibly people are calling for some some of the pieces that Sacramento has, and just to wonder if they are willing to you know somehow part with some of those you know between. I'm not. I mean, they just re they just signed Fox, so I'm sure they're not going to get rid of him. But Halliburton, you know, he's still on his r- rookie deal. I, I highly doubt they'll get rid of him. But Barnes, you know, Buddy Heald, um. You know, uh, they they have some pieces that other other teams maybe you know knocking on the door for, San Antonio. You know, being at eleven, but they still keep winning, and you know, Coach Pop still has has them playing tough every night. Uh, biggest surprise though is Portland. I mean, they just 
it just ha it just hasn't happened for them injury you know uh an unforeseen injury with cj who's now cleared you know hopefully he'll he'll be back in the lineup at some point now you know a lingering um injury with dame and the abdominal um issue with him so i mean he hasn't been in the life i mean it's just been a bit of a you know a bit of a disaster for portland so you just wonder at some point are we are we tanking the rest of this year because they're at 14 and 24 the pelicans i mean they just got some really you know un- unforeseen you know disappointing news that zion basically i don't foresee zion coming back this season i mean he's he's now doing more rehab has had more setbacks i mean they have a lot to like between portland and the pelicans they have a lot to think about as far as like moving moving ahead with you know the rest of this season and into next season and the future itself. Oklahoma, I mean, SGA, you know, they play hard and they've had some really, you know, good quality wins and they had a few heartbreaking losses. But for for the most part, I mean, you know, them in Houston, they're still like, you know, they're still getting some some wins. I mean, Houston had a nice little winning streak at one point. Pelicans had a little bit of a winning streak at some point. OKC was getting some quality wins as well. But, you know, it, it, it just seems like at this point they're just, you know, for the most part, just in rebuilding mode. And then again, you wonder what OKC is going to do with all those draft picks that they've stockpiled at this point, you know. It's like, are you going to try to, like, you know, get, get some new players, you know, some, like, maybe mid-career players in there for some of those draft picks? Like, what are you doing? You know, they have the Rookie of the Month right now for the West for OKC. So, you know, between that and then Orlando has the East um, Rookie of the Month this year, this year right now for December. So you just kind of, like, wonder what's going on at this point. But... Uh, I'm not really sure. It's so hard to tell at this point. Uh, but I think that some of the biggest surprises, though, is Portland and and the Pelicans, and then you know the 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 Kings, and you know, rather disappointing this season. And then you know the Knicks, Atlanta, Boston. So as far as like, yeah, I I, I foresee like Philly needs to get a trade in somehow um, to help Embiid, Boston. I don't know. They need a point guard. So, I mean, they realistically could get, you know, Ben Simmons would work with them because they don't really need anybody to score. You've got the Jays ready to score at will. You get Al Horford that can score. You know, their bench production, um, you know, Romeo, Pritchard, you know, everybody's been, you know, hit with COVID or or injuries or some sort of thing. Josh Richardson, though, he has been an interesting um, pickup for the Celtics. He definitely has had some good stretches for them. But I think they definitely need, you know, as much as Schroeder and Smart are decent, I just don't see that they've done it consistently. Or, I mean, if you want to break up the Jays, because I think um, Charles Barkley had a great point. They basically do a lot of this most similar things. Because if you look at it, when Tatum Tatum's had a lot of fifty point games when Jalen's not been been around, and then when um, Tatum was just out, you know Brown went for fifty. Like they each know how to navigate and be the the top scorer when the other isn't there. But when they are there, I mean they'll be consistent, they'll be good. But you know what Smart said, it continues to be an issue is about the assists. It's just like you know. They could be like a golden state, but they need to have the ball continuously moving. They would need Jalen or Tatum to constantly run around like Curry does to to get those screens set and then to keep moving the ball, keep moving, keep moving. 
And then, but they also need to play defense. And that's something, too, that they're getting better at as far as the defense, but they're not consistent, like, say, a Golden State or, say, like the Suns. I mean, the Suns, you know, they truly, you know, even though they, they lost to Golden State and then they just lost to Miami at home, they haven't been. They, but they've been fairly consistent. Book has been decent. It's, it's like I think he's had better flashes. He continues to like you know, but he doesn't need to be like a thirty, forty, fifty point scorer all the time. Chris Paul's been ph- phenomenal and sensational, and then they've 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 had um some some good production for some of their younger players as well. So I mean, I think they're con- going to continue to be you know. W- them and Golden State are probably going to continue to jockey for position of one and two at this point. So let's talk about um, um, poll question of the week. Who was an underrated signing this year that has really helped out? For the East, um, I've got Grayson Allen, Kelly Oubre, or Patty Mills. For the West, I've got Rudy Gay, JaVale McGee, or um, Otto Porter Jr. for Golden State. So you let me know. I'll have that poll up on Twitter so you can vote for that. As far as heat check, I was really disappointed with the with the Christmas kicks. There really wasn't that many um, good ones this year at all. I mean, I don't know. Nike used to like do it with LeBron, Kobe, KD, even Kyrie had some Christmas kicks. This year, there really wasn't any um, on the Nike side. Uh, the Adidas had. Um, it looked like Don had a nice uh, pair of uh, Christmas kicks, but I didn't see them actually for purchase. But uh, Bogdanovich for Atlanta were were the ice trays. Um, since since Trey was in protocols, he did wear those, and those are for sale on the Adidas app now. So to me, and then um, the Jordan um, Carmelo had some nice um, Christmas kicks for Jordan, but uh, I really didn't see really anything else other than a lot of Grinches. The Kobe Grinches definitely were in full effect for almost every single Christmas game, and just leading up to Christmas, there's been a lot of uh, a lot of folks rocking the Kobe Grinches. But other than that, um, Heat Checks has been really like disappointing. Looking to see what PG's sixes are gonna be like. Those are rumored to drop this month. Um, I'm not sold on the Kyrie Infinities, um, the Kyrie Eights at this point. The uh, LeBron's latest, I still don't, you know, I'm not really. I need to see more colorways to see what really is going on with those. Although I'm looking forward to some of his uh, reissues. I just wish the Wash the Thrones would have actually been in in, in my size five because I would have loved to pick those up this week. But other than that, there it's really been a, a, a bit of a, a, a yawner for uh, heat checks. So I haven't really been putting up pictures and things like that because um, there's been a lot of um, issues with supply chain and delays and things like that. And there just hasn't been anything really exciting to kind of talk about as much as, much as in the past. So at this point, you know, we'll see. We'll ke- continue to keep our eye out for the kicks at this point but uh thank you so much for rocking with me um hoping to get more regular weekly podcasts up for you guys definitely look out for the twitter poll and uh, we'll talk all-star votes um next time i didn't get a chance to get to that this time but we'll definitely talk about those next time and congratulations tonight cannot wait to watch clay be back on the court so excited for him so excited to for the for all the fans in um for golden state to you know witness that and um definitely be talking about that next next time on hoopology i'm your host storm jenkins take care.